Hi guys, welcome to Candid Conversations. I am your host, Annabelle, and I'm here with my sister, Gloria. Thank you for having me at your show, Annabelle. You're welcome. I'm excited to have you today. So today's show, we are going to focus on health and fitness and kind of like our past and how, you know, we, where we are now and, um, in our fitness life and our fitness journey, and maybe also point out some stuff that we have learned so far about fitness. So yeah, so stay tuned. So I guess, you know, to start off, Gloria is uh, my second oldest, the second oldest sister. Uh, we have about an eight-year uh, gap between us. When we go over stuff, there's stuff I feel like with you about your childhood that I I don't know because I wasn't there for eight years of your childhood. So it's like, so when we're sharing stuff, um, I'm definitely going to ask you more stuff of your childhood because... Um, you know, unlike Dina, who's been in the last three episodes, she, I like grew up with her, so I like know everything about her. Um, that's very, something that I kind of wanted to point out there, because you're probably going to be like, well, is that your sister? How do you not know her childhood? But yeah, there is a gap between us. So I guess, you know, fitness, fitness journey or the fitness, it begins for everyone at a, at a different time. You know, there's people who either start really young or they have something in their life that makes them want to, you know, do fitness. There's like so many different mo- motivations why people start into fitness. So I kind of want to like backtrack and talk about our childhood to kind of start off there and kind of go from there and where we are now. So you grew up in California, where yeah, in yeah. Los Angeles. And can you tell me a little bit of, like, how, like, in your fitness, were you very active when you were little, or? You could say I was active. I wasn't extremely active, like, you know, the kids that play sports, you know, teams at school, but I used to go outside and kick the ball, play some baseball, soccer, jump rope. There was a lot of outside activities when I was growing up. Yeah, because I think for us, we were me us me and Dina had our childhood in Chicago and we had like a neighborhood of friends that were around our same age and we would go outside and play and you know there's like swing sets or go and like skip set I mean like even what's the thing in the chalkboard where you were writing numbers and you skip it hopscotch hopscotch yeah or you know like jump rope like you said so we were very active in that way but like when it comes to us doing ex- extracurriculum cur- curriculum activities at school, I think both of us didn't do any. And of course, like some of that goes because our parents couldn't really afford that because those can kind of add up um, with gear and, and you know people bringing you to practices. So unfortunately, like we weren't active in school, but then we were active like after school. Definitely, we were. I wasn't active at school at all. We didn't have the resources available in order for, you know, my parents to invest on, you know, teams and uniforms and taking you from practices from here and there. My, our mother was a stay-at-home mom. She raised four girls. 
My father was the only one to work. So being first generation here in the States, my parents migrated from Honduras. They, their upbringings were extremely different. They come from poor families. So their focus when they were, they were young, as soon as they were able to, as soon as they were of age, they contributed the help of the household by working and pulling their, their weight mm-hmm. when it came to making sure that everybody was taken care of. So that transition as adulthood, mm-hmm. whenever they moved over here, dad focused on making sure that he brought a paycheck at home while mom took care of us. So it was very different. I didn't have... The, we didn't have the resources available in order for us to say, oh, we're going to be able to do this and that because our parents were able to take us and we weren't financially stable at that point. At yeah. All. Yeah. And I think our parents were probably active because they did more labor. So I think that was like, they. I don't think anyone taught them either. Oh, really? There's like fitness and this is that. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're very active growing up because they did probably hard labor growing up. Yeah, um, definitely. I didn't. I didn't know anything about fitness back then, like at all. I don't mean besides PE, yeah. which was school. We knew that there was such thing as PE. physical, yeah, physical activity. But when it comes to that, there was gyms that you go and you work out. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I really didn't actually think about it. Even you know, as I transitioned, as I got older, I didn't think about joining the gym or working now, weight. It was just not even, it never crossed my mind until later in my late 20s when I actually really started focusing on it. Which is crazy because I feel like you, you're also a parent. You have two boys. Um, one's a teenager, and then one. One's eleven. Yeah, Junior and David. And um, and I, I talked about actually Junior because he was my first nephew, and I was fourteen when he was born. Like him, like he'll bring up gym and stuff. So he's a very, I feel like he's very aware already of what fitness is and it's like having you I think that's his example has helped him but I think it's definitely like what environment you're in like if your parents aren't health conscious if they're not watching what they eat or what they put in their body I think then you you're not you're not going to care because it's like you're getting fed whatever they give I think that obviously I feel like in school you kind of learn through PE but it's like I feel like in school, it's like, it's another great, you know, it's another thing. Like, it's another test you have to take. So you really were, it's more like kind of a hat. It wasn't something you enjoy. So I think like when you, you don't get presented or exposed to health and fitness into a way where it's like, this is good for you. You have to do this. You kind of don't know really what, what, what it is. So like, like you, like you were already a teenager, eighteen, nineteen, and probably you realize, oh, there's gyms out there. There's you know, people who play, te- go to tennis courts, swimming. Like there's so many sports now that people do, and they don't have to be your traditional stuff. But even I think like our parents, they wouldn't go walking. They we weren't you know they weren't the ones that would do any of that with us. So we mostly if we didn't go play outside. That was mostly where our our fitness came from. Exactly, and back in the day, I used to see videos of ladies doing aerobics, and that's about it. Did you grow up with Richard Simmons? 
I do remember Richard Simmons, <laughs> so that's exactly what I'm picturing in my head oh, yeah, right now. Like, yeah. It's Richard Simmons and the group of girls exercising. That's the closest that I, I came to even acknowledging the fact that, you know, you could go to a certain place and uh, and exercise as a group to burn calories and, and get fit. So that was actually my first introduction when it came to that world right there but of which course, it was huge like those videos and jane fonda do you know who she is she's a very big actress i realized i looked back and she actually does work out videos i think that's how she started and it's funny to me because it's like it, it was such a huge i mean obviously now fitness is to a whole nother level and we'll talk about that with instagram now and the exposure that now fitness is but i, I feel like those videos hold the market for a good 10 years from the 80s and 90s i mean those those fitness people like were made i mean richard simmons was probably the biggest one but yeah but it was fun you know and like there's this awesome podcast that he has or he doesn't have it's about him it's finding richard simmons and it talks about how he would touch people and he would um go and like when he would do these these big conventions and people would come like he would take it very personal because he was kind of overweight growing up so I think like that's very inspiring that these, you know, f- those like video people or Richard Simmons in particular had his own fitness journey and he was expi- inspiring people. But of course, we didn't know. So he wasn't inspiring us. I mean, of course, not yet. <laughs> I just remember seeing the videos and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like their office back then were, yeah. were pretty different, you know, <laughs> completely different what it is now with your... Spanics and bathing suits and your belts and the big hair, curly hair. Yeah. So uh, colorful, colorful. It was uh, neon. Outfits. Yeah, definitely. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really, as I got older, I, you know, my body developed, and did, and as as a as a girl was growing up and you know going through all these changes, of course you have that image of how you will love to look like how will you just like to be shaped and in reality you know it's just wishful thinking because it's just all genetics we're gonna have what we're gonna have we're gonna look how we're gonna look and and a lot of it as well is not having the knowledge about the nutrition of what we actually eat and how it affects our body not you know the lack of exercise how it affects us so growing up and not knowing all that and just having this thought of how would I like to look as I get older, especially in those critical stages of life where you're developing yourself, your body, you're just transforming, you're going from a little girl to a teenager to a young adult to, you know, a woman, a career woman, you know, to an older. So it's like, it's a different stage. Mm -hmm. So I personally wish I would have had that knowledge back then mm-hmm. just because the the human body is just a sign itself. It's amazing what we could do with our bodies after we we have a a plan when it comes to your fitness, to your nutrition, because both of them go hand by hand. You yeah. can't have one without having the other and understanding your body. So back then, having that image of this tall slim girl which all of us probably at one point will love will love to look like not appreciating not embracing what you have not embracing yeah. your curl your curves and you know just just not appreciating your body of how it looks because 
not having the knowledge when it comes to eating right and exercising. Well, so sorry. No, I was gonna say. Well, I will have to say that we both. Well, I don't. I want to speak for myself, but I. I also. Everyone has body issues. Um, but one thing is like we're kind of me and you, and I think for most of our sisters, you're we're probably the thicker one, and you're not even thick, but you were always <laughs> thicker. We were so I didn't have to worry about it. if anything it was the opposite for me like I was trying to gain weight and because people were like oh you're so skinny and you know like so that was mo- most of it so it was the opposite but where I'm going is like we were lucky that we didn't you know have to go through anorexia and starving with a lot of young people do suffer that because they well honestly myself I did actually you in did. my late teens early 20s um it, it got to a point where up to date up to you know up to, to this date every time that I step on a scale it's like a like a panic thing I'm gotten better but my anxieties have you know they're not as bad as before but I just you know I did have issues when it came to being anorexic and being uh, bulimic just because you carry on that thought of how that perfect body you want to have that perfect body but you just you just don't know how to go about it. So the easy way is to actually, you think it in your head is just not eating or yeah. feeding or, nutri- or giving yourself that nutrition that you need. So you damage more yourself than anything. Yeah. But you're in this cloud that you really just don't see that. Where a lot of girls who do have body issues, that's where they go to. And then it, it, it's reality... A, it's a desperate escape. Yeah. It really, really is. Um, I wish that I just... I, I, I just hope our physical, you know, education was different Mm -hmm. at school. Mm -hmm. I wish that they explained more about the, how, I just wish it was different, period. I think because... To where it actually taught you or teaches you, introduces you to fitness, to look at the different ways how you could burn calories, the different, different exercises that you could do in order to go ahead and shape your body, to lose weight to tone up, to build that muscle, like all of us would like to well, look maybe like. we should get, as your son, like, has it changed? Maybe, maybe the teacher's getting better, but I, from growing up, I don't think they, the physical education, probably in high school, I took, like, an actual course, but most of it was just, like, gym time. Like, PE was gym. Like, you go to gym and you'll run around, you know? It wasn't really, like, you know... And when it, I was growing up, it was the same thing. Yeah. Hi guys, it's your host Annabelle and I just kind of wanted to um, come in into this little bit because we will come back to this topic and you'll hear it through the whole podcast where we talk about our experience and our teaching at an early age in school and I just kind of want to clarify something that um, of course if you're a teacher and you're physical education, I just don't want you to feel like we're bashing you. Obviously this is just our experience. A lot of people might have a different experience when it comes to learning in school and getting taught at an early age from um private or public school about health um, but I just wanted to come in and kind of just clarify that because if you do hear the ongoing we do talk about our experience and not feeling that we got the the proper education about health in our school system you know doesn't mean that we're sitting there bashing teachers and coaches for everything you do do uh, very grateful for teachers who do do that and take an effort to teach them health education to students 
But I did want to clarify that. And obviously, like I said, this is solely our experience. We're not certified coaches. We're not certified health coaches. This is mostly our journey. My sister's mostly my sister's journey through her health um, and my and my journey also. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I really didn't. So not having the knowledge behind it, growing up, wanting to have like that small waist, which you guys, like you said, you yeah. guys were small frame. All of my sisters were small frame except me. I was the thicker one. And not having a small waist or that thin frame, um, definitely, definitely just Was really it did. hard for you? Because you grew, so we grew up in pairs. You grew up with my, our older sister, Jackie. And then y'all were kind of paired. And then, you know, my mom had a gap. And then she had me and Dina and then me. So was it hard for you because Jackie was so tiny? It was. It was. I didn't envy her. But at the same time, I thought that that was, that's what how everybody should look. You really, you know, you, you didn't think about curves like you think about curves. Yeah. No, the funny part that if Jackie was sitting here, she'll probably be like, I wanted to be thicker you know it's like we don't you like always want the opposite yeah, of yeah yeah and it's not until i think now as an adult that you like okay how can i work for that if i want to if i want to you know bigger glutes like i know how to work that but back then you're growing up and your your body's forming in different ways and your metabolism's changing you don't know how to cope with that so then you're like okay well i want to be you know i want to be this i want to look like this person but then it's like how how can I do that? You don't have... Obviously, this goes back to the knowledge. Like, how do we know how to grow that? How do we know how to do that? But Because my main focus was, what size are you and how much weight? Yeah. No, you think about it's numbers. When it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's about how you feel. Exactly. I feel like every girl and every male, it's not just a certain gender. As you grow older, you're growing, your body's changing. Everyone has certain insecurities. And I feel like mine years might be different because, like how I mentioned, we're we're a very slim type. Um, so mine were probably different, but I I would let you take the lead and you talk about it first, and then I'll kind of tell my story with it. So definitely, you have huge insecurities, especially when you're around your peers. You know, your girlfriends, your friends they they're they're growing too. Their bodies are growing. Their 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 bodies are changing different from yours so you see that you you compare yourself to how they look and you think gosh you know I wish I looked like that or why can I be that slim so the insecurities kick in rapidly because you're always you don't have that self acceptance you're always thinking about how you could go ahead and make a change so you could look just like everybody else or that image of as you get older, you're slimmer, thin girl. That's beautiful. That's what that's what I thought was. So having my my classmates, my my girlfriends, and they they're all having different types. There was tall, slim ones, curvy ones, thick girls, short girls. We're all like I'm having all these different body types in front of me but I'm not really acknowledging the fact that all of us are different in my head I'm still like oh all of us should like basically look like this or this is how I want to look because this is normal this is what I see in magazines and okay yeah I was gonna tell you, know, you this what where are you referencing this this is like Cindy Crawford Tyra Banks Naomi Campbell you know, the girls that I grew up 
seeing on Sports Illustrators and, you know, seeing them on magazines, Cosmopolitan, Vanity Fair. So, yeah, definitely you look at that and you're like, oh, I want to look like that. But, and you start thinking about those things such an early age. Mm -hmm. You really do. And it's like you start putting that pressure as you as you get older you put this pressure on you and your body how you want to look without having actually realizing that it's just like you're you're stereotyping how everybody should look and how you should look and that's how the perfect way yeah so it was difficult just because like I said I've never been a skinny girl I've always been thick Mm -hmm. so not not fitting that profile and not having that self-acceptance, that self-love. It's just, it really does affect you in many different ways. Emotionally, not only physically, health-wise, but it's just like emotionally, we go through so much for with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I would say with me, it was, we were re- I was really slim. And I, stuff that like, I even think older people will make comments like, I... Oh, Flaca means skin in Spanish, but yeah, it doesn't flaca. You're the skinny one, or and like in the Latin community, they say um, like for like cute reference, like oh gorda, cómo estás, or flaca. So it's not like in a, and that means fat and, and skinny. But it's funny because you would never, we would never go up to and say, oh hi skinny, how are you doing? Hi hi fatty, you know. Mm-hmm. But in, in the Spanish culture, it's definitely like something that they call people for endearing um, like labels. But mm-hmm. they really aren't because you're you're labeling somebody by their body type. But where I'm going is like so I I would remember even people at our church that will like mentioned that I was really skinny and stuff and I think both I mean I can speak for my other sister too Dina that I think we both would will take we started I think we saw a show or something that they said to do a peanut butter milkshake so we would like put and we'll drink that before bed because obviously your body isn't burning calories so we would like try to get you know <laughs> so it's, it's crazy and and like how that went and obviously um, another part we're missing is as a woman, you're developing a chest and you're developing glutes. Well, some of them already have it, your legs, you know. And thankfully, we're not in the digital age that we're like, thigh gap was big, you know, like these crazy, now crazy, I say crazy, like hashtags or crazy uh, trending stuff happens with women's body. I mean, like what, Kylie Jenner in the lips, you know. So it's like, at least we didn't live in that generation. But obviously, when you would go to school, you would compare yourself to people the prettiest girl at school or the girl who has all the guys and you will look at their body and it's like okay well what they have obviously tall and skinny you can't help that um you're how you develop you really can't obviously there's plastic surgery but i i'm a firm believer no young girl should have a no 15 16 year old should have you know breast augmentation at that age so so at that point it's like you're kind of judging yourself other people um but i think for me it was that i was just so skinny and i didn't like that because I felt like men like or you know in my mind I thought that what's accepted was boys I would say boys because that's what I was chasing not men but boys liked girls that had more of a, a curvy body that had more like an hourglass and you know at that point was before Kim Kardashian so like the glutes weren't such a big thing obviously JLo was already hitting hitting the charts and like being popular but I I have I've always liked Girl, girls who will if they were flatter in the chest but they were bigger in the back like I thought that was more 
visually more aesthetically more pleasing than a big chested girl so and it was the opposite when i was growing up people it like, was always about the big boobs mm-hmm. you have pamela anderson you mm-hmm. have Watch. you know it was just like that was that was that was the thing back then yeah you know now is more of a curvy bottom mm-hmm. more of a curvy uh frame but back then it was just that tall you know barbie look yeah tall, slim girl with big boobs and the crazy part we this is something we can't help right we live in uh, this society and we can't avoid what's trending what's out there what's putting and unfortunately and this is really i think up to these fashion industry these standards i mean the other day a parent can tell their kid hey you know like you should do you you should love yourself but we see we we are told you know a certain body type is pretty so you're going to believe that so obviously like i think what what's being thrown at us and then what we're seeing at school because obviously school there's so many different types of body types like you said and like you mentioned tyra banks so it's like we're getting told what a body should look like because those are the standards and but then like we are looking at it at school and comparing ourselves so yeah for me it was mostly because i was so skinny I was trying to gain weight. And how do I regret that? (laughs) I I know. I was like, I wish I could go back and accept and love my skinny body. I mean, I'm still slim flame, but obviously I have to work harder now. Because, yeah, I remember one of my uh, PE teachers um, was like, your metabolism's gonna catch up and you're gonna gain weight. I'm like, no. Like, I thought he was... I mean, obviously, he's a PE teacher, so he knows more about fitness. But it's like, I don't think that's gonna happen to me. I've I've tried everything. Like, I've tried to gain weight and nothing's happening. And then he's like, no, it it is. And sure was he right. As soon as I hit 18, you know, it was harder for me to lose weight. But yeah, so having, I think, school and what body image is supposed to look like definitely has an effect on how you look at fitness. I couldn't imagine growing up with having uh, all these social apps or social media available where I'm constantly reminding of all these beautiful uh, body types out there. And growing up with those insecurity, insecurities, I don't know. I wasn't exposed yeah, to everything on my fingertip. I had to either see this through a magazine or through television, but... I didn't have a device like an iPad or a phone that gave me that gave me the ability to log into the World Wide Web and search anything and search everything. Well, abs. I feel like abs are so worshipped. Like, abs are... If you look at any fitness person, you can... You'll say, okay, they're they're legit because they have abs. And that's something that, till this day, I still... Even when I was, like, working constantly like every day i never it's hard for me to get abs well you know the the abs are made in the kitchen not at the gym well maybe that's it because i do drink a little bit too much maybe for that or eat and it's like all this what we see and it's what we want but well we obviously don't know the work behind what the crunches it. we're told do crunches and and then you learn that certain crunches like certain crunches hits the lower abs the higher abs the middle abs but yeah so going back to that it's like we are told that abs are like oh and then like like i mentioned the the eye gap like we know the women 
like I was reading this post that women will like put like saran wrap around their thighs to try to like lose weight on that and like I'm not gonna lie like I don't have a thigh gap and like I question it at the times so when I'm like you know what it's it's what it is like I'm you know Demi Lovato I'm, mentioned I'm thinking I'm like I'm loving it yeah you know? well Demi Lovato it. loves it like I, then she talked about that and it's like it, it really depends of what your uh, body type is but where I'm going with this you're right we, we and I'm very thankful for that because that we didn't grow up in that generation because I am afraid of the future with girls like like I feel like now their resolution is to do surgery you know like to if they want now I feel like you can get anything sucked you know so it's like I that's where that dangerous comes in I feel like obviously there's still bot uh, anorexia and bulimia um, I'm pretty sure there's probably now more than that but it, it just becomes such an unhealthy image that women do have about their body and I, I men too I don't think it discriminates men are also putting this pressure of having thick arms and abs and you know glutes where I feel like that shouldn't be the case like fitness needs to like you said it needs to be what makes you feel good and that's a part that we forget. It's like we want to look good, but we need to realize that fitness is all about feeling good about ourselves. Because obviously, like we'll talk about it, but like fitness goes hand in hand with other stuff in our body, our sleep, our energy. It's not just looking good; it's also feeling good. It is so much that you have to do in order for you to achieve that fitness goal, that body look that you definitely yeah. want. It's just it's a lot, but I I feel like. Fitness comes in stages within your your age. Of course, whatever a 20-year-old is doing may not work for a young teenager. Um, fitness needs to be introduced. We're going, we have to take this all the way back to sixth grade, middle school. It needs to be introduced differently. We need to look at it differently and we need to react to it differently. Uh, just because we have so much pressure when it comes to how everybody else looks and we're seeing all these beautiful ladies and men and their physiques and it looks amazing but do we really know what it all took for them to look like that these beautiful women that you see on instagram models fitness models that they i mean they have their closet their tone their you know it's just their, you could see their muscles and it's just it's amazing it's beautiful and it's like I didn't see that when I was growing up mm -hmm. I really did it mm -hmm. like I had no idea that females actually got in the gym and and worked as hard as men with weights it existed back then I mean it's women were doing that back then but it was so rare because CrossFit I think CrossFit gyms have kind of hit the hit and, Definitely. and they've been trending and that's where like it's okay I feel like that type of body is more muscular they do more weights than anything so I I feel like it's being more accepted that women can have bigger muscles than men exactly. whereas back then it's like m most people like I don't like that physique I like slim girls even, with even abs like I was telling you about PE and how I believe it should be different for kids starting middle school you know forward just because at that point we are being more conscious about our body they need to teach us about the working art part mm -hmm. for especially how to develop your your body if you would like
for to see certain results, to feel like to see a certain way. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to work on. Um, and just give us kind of like that manual mm-hmm. that would just guide us or, or open our minds and our ideas of to think beyond of just being being physical. But do you think that PEs kind of like they think that that's a parent's job or a kid's job? Because why aren't like not saying that the plight we aren't taught about that. I really can't remember to tell the truth because it was a couple years ago. But I feel like we aren't taught. Okay, if you like, I feel like you're focused. Because we were talking about CrossFit and how, or how women now can have bigger muscles. But like, obviously, I think when I say how do you want bigger muscles, I think okay, lift weights. But that's not always the case. There's a lot, like you said, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that goes into it, and that's where we need to be learning more mm-hmm. of it because we're growing up having this concept of. This is how I would like to lose. Even the thick girls. Some thick girls want to be slim mm. and trim and have that small waist and, you know, tighter abs. And you start develop, developing this image at a young age. But how do you go about it? How do I get there? What do I do? For you not have to have that misconception of I have to do this or I have to put my body through harsh situations in order to get there. So if you're if you're uh, if you're more of a thicker side, and you want to be slim, for me my ideal was well I guess I don't have to eat as much or how did it even become bulimic or anorexic I have no idea but I just know that it happened. For how long was that? Mm, that happened for probably for like a year or so. Okay. So so bulimic you were like throwing making yourself throw up after meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my so it's 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 very tra- like it's trauma. It's very traumatic when you think about it. It's pretty sad. But anyways, so you're thinking about like, okay, I want to be this slim girl, but I'm not. I'm not supposed to eat. I, I you know, I need to run and do cardio. Mm-hmm. You know, just not eat as much. So then you go to that. You take yourself to those extreme measures, versus teaching you. Because we are, they are introducing our kids to this, mm. to this this concept of physical activity and how it helps you. But well, we just confirmed we, that it's PE and health. There's a health class and then there's PE. And we just asked um, your son and he said that, I'm like, what do y'all do PE? He said, just run around. It's not the same. <laughs> no, so, so if, I was, yeah. if I was growing up knowing that if you lift certain, if you've done certain exercise with weights, or if you've done lunges or squats, you would tone this muscle. You would be able to, you know, get a little pump over here or shred here. Or, you know, if you want those abs, then how do I get there? Like I said, they're made in the kitchen. Well, having a better nutrition will help you with that. So, of course, and then you're not having all the resources available at school in order for you to have a healthy meal consumption on a daily basis really affects as well but just just introducing you to that world so as yeah. you get older as you grow up and you see that oh I just don't really like this or I would like to work on this or I would like to I would like for my legs to look a little differently or my calves to look differently or I would like to have that that little shoulder pump or that definition on, on my biceps 
you just you don't think about it like that you just think about like an overall this is how I want to look and and you just don't know how to go about yeah. it versus looking at all these little things that you could work on to get where you want to get to yeah I mean it's crazy and and I would say that the other dangerous part we also run into is that there's a lot of information out there that not might not be right for each body type. So you have people doing these extreme diets that might not work for you because, you know, that's the other thing you run into. There's fitness models or like now I know Instagram is a big tool. You have this girl, Kayla Itness. She started the the. I think it was like the body camp or the she started with like a, a plan and now she's like built her empire she was she's really young but like all of it was intervals which intervals really good but then you you have to know okay that's just cardio and then you, you building muscle but that probably doesn't work for everyone like there's some people that they can't strain their body into intervals like it, it just depends what really you can take so it's like that's I feel like the other dangerous part is that we are putting people are putting themselves through these diets or like you know cutting themselves from certain carbs and carbs aren't bad but we are told oh you can't eat carbs count your calories and and like all this information that might not work for you so obviously they're not teaching the kids this in school so as a parent I feel like you either get them exposed if you're fit yourself and you are in that lifestyle they're eventually gonna ask questions but I guess this is a great transition to um how our body changes and like I know for me when I was growing up I was skinny right so then I I was the opposite I was trying to get bigger as soon as I turned 18 and I maybe that's because I wasn't like getting up from 7 a.m to 3 p.m and going to school even though we were sitting I think it's just like getting my body in a routine that would get up early and we will walk or we do physical activity at a certain time but as soon as I turned 18 and I was like not working like I was at home for a summer I like gained 20 pounds like that and I was kind of like what because it's like you went from not worrying about that to now it's a thing now I'm like uh sorry 20 pounds not 40 pounds 20 pounds heavier than I was so 20 pounds to anyone's probably like that's not a big deal but I have a problem area where I'll just gain weight on my lower stomach like I don't I don't know if that's everyone or just like me but I'm like where if I eat I can tell that that my lower stomach will get bigger. So that's where I started noticing when I was 18. Well, and a lot of it's is what we're eating. Yeah, obviously. But, like, I think also not having that schedule, that routine that I had from school and maybe not eating healthy. And like I said, I wasn't really working out, nor did I care about that. So that's where I think it's, like, after you hit a certain age, your metabolism does slow down. You have to work much harder for that. And one thing that I still haven't... A, a stage in my life that I haven't experienced that you have is having kids. I know that as a woman, that's going to transform your body into a whole nother level. And I'm pretty sure some women have more, it's harder for them to lose weight after they have kids. Oh, I know. Those ladies, the girls that just like after they have a child and they bounce back to oh, like, my God. what their bodies looked before. Oh, have you, do you know about so that? Envious, Sarah oh Stage, goodness. she's an Instagram model, but she made news because. 
she was like fit like six pack and like when she was nine months pregnant you can't really even tell and like people criticized her but it was because she her lifestyle she was so fit and she probably ate really healthy and now like she she bounced back i think two months after she like a week's I don't think it's two months. So, yeah, it's like there's women who are like that. I have one of my good friends just had a baby and, like, she's trying to look like herself. And it's not even been three months yet. So, it's like we had, but she was super active before her pregnancy. So, I think that has a lot of it to do, too. It's like how active were you before? But exactly. there are women who don't hit metabolism. They don't hit a certain stage and they stay skinny. And they have, you know, they have three kids and they still, like, have that skinny jeans i know oh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just having having kids really changes your body it really really does you stretch you know some of us stretch in all areas everywhere and then just other females that it's just a little tummy and the rest of the frame is it's small and after they have their baby it's like they didn't even have a child it's amazing the, the human body is just amazing. I'm in love with it. It's just I have learned to appreciate it and and just love it, period. Well, you love being pregnant. I did. I really, really enjoyed being pregnant. I love being pregnant. I knowing that you have life inside of you and it's growing. It's just amazing. I wish I knew back then what I knew, what I know now. I would totally How much heavier did you get? <clears throat> Excuse me. With junior, I gained your average pounds. It was like, it was like, I think 20 that I gained with him. With Davian, which is the youngest one, I really didn't care. I didn't even think about it. I don't even know how much weight I I gained. I just know that baby was 11 pounds. (laughs) That's all I know. And I was huge, huge. But I just didn't. I just, I, I didn't follow. He was 11 pounds? I diet, yeah. I thought he was 10. He was like almost 11 pounds. Oh was my like 10 God. I remember the doctors were like, 11 pounds. Yeah. And you did like, a natural birth. You didn't even take um, it was amazing. epidural. I know. I loved it. You're a sham. Like, if you, I feel like if you can go through that, you can go through a men's pain. You're, you're, <laughs> I feel like you're very tolerant to pain. Because I'm pretty sure I'll be the whiniest pregnant woman ever. Well, with with my first pregnancy, I was just afraid. Mm. I was just so scared. So immediately, as I heard about the epidural, I was like, I want the epidural. I just want it. I don't. I don't even want to like try a natural birth. I just want that painkiller because I don't want to feel none of this. I, I was just scared. Uh, but it does. It did actually. It does have its side effects, and that's the reason why I chose to go with a natural birth with. Davian, just because I didn't want to have those side effects that I felt. Oh, there like is side effects. Mm, like my leg will become numb for hours, months after the the pregnant after I gave birth. Birth, so I didn't know. I that. didn't want to feel that. Yeah. I just didn't want. I just didn't want to have any side effects. So I mentally prepared myself and I said, I'm gonna have this baby natural. I'm gonna focus on my breathing and let's go. And that's exactly what I've done. So it was the best delivery. I loved it, loved it, loved it. If I could do it again, I would do it again. I was it's in that amazing. room with you. It, you know, it's just I was so blown away that I was able to focus. I was able to just do those breathing exercises and just think about that. And really just everything else just 
I didn't even feel that pain. I really did it. It's just amazing. It really was. That's I was crazy. so blown. Like I'm actually having labor pains. I was induced, which makes your labor pains come stronger and faster. Oh my because god. Because Davian was overdue. So I was induced, natural birth. He a was big too comfortable child. in that belly. Exactly. I mean he just he lived a rich life for nine months. <laughs> Eleven you know? pounds. Yeah. So you know, it was it was a very difficult pregnancy, but uh, delivery. But I enjoyed it. I just you you just prepare yourself mentally, and you go with it. So if you I'm like if you determine, wow, you could achieve anything. And it was just like I was determined to have that baby natural, and breathing exercises and everything else. I didn't even know what was going on. So, so how was your body after the first one? Um, with Junior. I had carried him more on my hips, so I just got wider, more wider. I didn't actually pop. And Junior's your first baby. Yeah, Junior's the oldest, so my tummy really didn't show until I was like six months. That's when you were able to tell like I was pregnant, but I just got him wider. And you were 21, so, right? I was 20. 21 when I got pregnant, 22 when I had him. Okay. Yeah. So, after I had Junior... That's why I was like, oh my gosh, well, you know, I got to get back in shape. I need to do something. Cardio. I joined the gym. The same gym that I go to now. Was that the first time you joined that the gym? That was the first time that I ever, ever joined a gym. So, I go to the gym and I just, you know, done a little bit of cardio. Do like some walking, some running. And that's about it. I'll do here and there some exercises in the machine. Uh, but not no uh, free weights or anything like that. And I've done that for like a few months, probably six months, six to nine months. And then after that, I just, I wasn't able, I, I didn't keep up with it. I, I, I lost interest. It was just, I guess, I don't know, every, life, life mm. happened. Mommy and happened having a baby. Having yeah, a baby more. and trying to balance that out and everything. So, yeah, so the gym was just kind of went out the window at that point. Mm -hmm. So then when I had Davian, you know, I got pregnant with Davian. Um, now let me backtrack. After I had Junior, yeah, the gym went out. And my body just kind of went back to where it was before. But you have so much tissue, scar tissue. And where just like where I stretch my, my abdominal, my midsection. So, I mean, it never went back to what it used to be before. But... It was better than what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, right after the break, after I had him. But, so yeah, two two years later, two and a half years later, David was born. He was, like I say, he was almost 11 pounds. So, at that point, I didn't even go to the gym afterwards. I was just, it was just so busy. I didn't have any time. I would go running and do some cardios in the afternoon when I had an opportunity, but that's about it. But I really didn't follow a diet. Um, I just didn't do anything except be a mom. But did it do, your body, was it harder to lose weight that time? Or did you go back to the same? No, it was harder then. I had, basically I had lost everything but two dress sizes. Okay. So I was up to dress sizes. Yeah, so I was just, <laughs> I was two dress sizes bigger which is not a big deal, you know. So yeah, after I had Davian, of course, your 
things didn't go back to normal immediately. I didn't work out, didn't follow a healthy diet. Sometimes I will actually look at recipes or find out that such and such person is doing such and such diet. So I ask them, oh, what's the deal about that? And so where are we in Digital Edge at that point? That back then I was, what, like in my... Early 20s? Early, mid, middle, no, mid, mid, mid-20s. Mid like, yeah, mid-20s. So was, I think at that point Instagram wasn't popular, Facebook wasn't big. It was big. like MySpace. YouTube, yeah, it was a MySpace area. I, I had a MySpace so, account, but I really didn't. Yeah, so I think we weren't as exposed to, I guess, the body stuff was still on TV. Like in magazines, that was when we will reference that. So, where why I'm saying this is because I mean now there's just so much technology that most there's like a mommy plan or something like now that after you have a kid that you can like use follow someone's like workout and obviously they're their suggestions for eating. Yeah, the only thing that I done after I had Davian, well both of both of my kids, Junior and Davian, was use the corset. To just kind of like tie my tummy up, so it you, won't be as as loose. Those are big before the Kardashians made them big. Definitely, definitely. So that's that's been along for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that mom always said is after you have the baby, make sure that you tie up your midsection so you won't so it won't actually just kind of hang. So mm-hmm. you can get nice and toned and and just tying that up. But no exercise, no nothing behind it. And like I said, sometimes I'll follow some kind of diet once in a while like a soup diet with a cabbage the cabbage soup diet or just anything that I that I read that I felt like it would probably help me but in reality it really never did it never did help I tried Herbalife um, and I nursed as well so everything's changing everything like some stuff is trying to go back to normal some stuff are just being stretched out so you know just bouncing your body back after a pregnancy is really difficult. So can you tell me what a woman endures in their body when they're pregnant? Like what changes? What they love? What changes? Oh, what changes after everything. Like gosh, you could stretch out from anywhere, from your whole body. It's just, it also depends on your diet. It depends on your exercise. It just depends what you're, how active you are. So let me ask you this, because a lot of, we know about postpartum depression um, is that something that you think working out would help a mother, but then they're also like trying to get a- acquainted with having a newborn. So how is a new mom, like how, when, I mean, there's also a time where they can't work out because they're still sold up. So yeah, it's like they like have to, months, they have to weeks. wait. You have to wait only six weeks after the six weeks. You're so I think that's why like, a lot of women do get a little bit sad or a little depressed or have all these hormones that they don't know. They just start crying and having a newborn and having a life changing, like having a baby. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I, I, it, it, it changes your whole life changes dramatically to the good, but like it's not only your physical uh, life aspect, it's not only your body, it's your everything, your social life, your intimate life, your, you know, your work life, it's just like everything is just that baby at that point. For me, it was, you know, trying to do whatever I can in order for me to be able to still be able to 
give my kid because like I said, I nurse. So being to where I was eating, I need, I was eating the foods that I needed to eat in order to go ahead and be able to nurse my child, produce that meal that I needed in order for him to have that. So I nursed both of them for like a year or so after, after, um, and then afterwards I just, at that point I just stopped, but yeah. And I guess this is a transition. Um, I would like to kind of talk about your fitness journey because now the reason, one of the reasons I had you in the podcast, I wanted you to talk about this with me is because you are an active gym goer. <laughs> like you have transformed your body and you have so much knowledge of body and eating and exercise, uh, that which is great. Um, where I'm still like trying last I go through stages like I'll have years that I'm like very good and I'm like I didn't do gym this is the first year I joined a gym I would do stuff at home and I kind of did that when I was 24 I started doing videos uh it was when Netflix actually came out Netflix had crunch videos the old crunch videos so yeah so then I would do that with them and it was like okay you know go to the left not right not to step you know so I was that I would do the home videos and I started trying to eat less and cut stuff up but I never have had the knowledge of what to eat not to eat um even to this day I don't know what to eat not to eat obviously like I know like certain carbs are bad certain pro you know um sugars are bad But I still am not educated. I'm actually, like, reading a book that one of my friends gave me for my birthday. It's called Eat Pretty, and it's, like, a nutrition and beauty book, which I'm very blessed because it was very random that I got, you know, a book, and I I couldn't be more happy with my present. We were mentioning that it's not just looking good. It's extremely important as you get older, too, to have uh, a physical activity because, you want you we work all day and we're literally like this like we're crumpling a computer and our back is being hunched and like we you know we do that for certain days and also like our our mind is always going so it's good to release those but i found out that running releases endorphins and that's really important for your physical and mental health and like you know it proves our self-esteem is a key to psychological benefit of regular physical it, activity when you exercise and your body releases the chemicals so it it off obviously it's something that I know is so important but like I was saying like I go I go through stages um the next after crunch I did insanity the insanity workout um which is pretty popular and I did that constantly I did the whole program and I that was the skinniest I've ever been because it was all cardio it was no muscle building so I I've I think at this point, like, looking back, I think I was a little too skinny. Like, I, I wish I would have probably built more muscles. It, insanity is a good, like, interval. And I do recommend it for people if they have to lose a lot of weight. But at that point, I think I was already not that much. I didn't have to lose that much. So I did insanity. And then I think I was work- I was serving. I was so... That kind of was an exercise in itself because you're running around all the time and you you need this and that and that and that. So it's like I was constantly running around. So that was also I was thin then. Then cut back to 2014. I graduate college. I get my first office job. And like, boom, I start getting weight. And it's probably like 10 or 15 pounds. It's not 
drastic a lot, but for me, that was a lot. And I kind of didn't do anything about it until 2016. So like about a year and a half of no real activity. And last summer, I did it again. I, I got myself committed. I joined the gym. And I've, I've been here and there. It's with the gym now for the last year. Um, these couple months have been bad, but then like, I know like I'll bounce back and then I'll be more active again. So like, it's, it's like a stages. Um, I would want to change that because I think it's very important to be, have physical activity every, at least try to do it every three days to four days. If you can do it every day, it's extremely important because obviously the psychological that goes through that. And that's how I actually got started in when it comes to being active, uh, it's been like six six years now, and that's how my journey started. Uh, I was very stressed out. My stress levels were out the roof, and I needed an outlet. I needed something to help me release that. I needed an escape. So I joined uh, Sumba. That was that was the first thing I done. That's where everything just change this is different from when I first went when after I had my first child this was just to where I back then I done it because I felt like I had to because I needed my body to go back to what it was before I got pregnant and before I got pregnant I was that was probably a year before um it was around the time where I was going through my anorexia and my bulimic stage so shortly after I got pregnant and I was I was slim I was the smallest that I have ever been and the smallest I mean by like 128 pounds wow yeah and that's I mean I'm thinking that's not really really small because there's small small frame there's more smaller frames than that but like for me that's just the thinnest I've ever been Mm -hmm. ever never been up to this day never have gone down I've never seen 120 something you know I haven't either (laughs) I haven't haven't. so yeah it was completely different so I needed an outlet I needed an escape I needed to go somewhere just to release that tension that stress I just I needed to do something so my mindset from from there on was just like it wasn't oh I think I need to do this it was more like I need to do this and it was not even because of my physical at that point it was more as in I need to do this so I could have sanity so I could have peace and I need to do something different in my life so started with Zumba and I went to Zumba Zumba class basically probably three to four times in the morning out of the out of the week I enjoyed it a lot. I loved it. It was it's nothing but cardios and dancing and I love music and, and the way to express your and to be able to express yourself through through music and exercise and sweat and having that adrenaline going and knowing that I'm hitting, you know, one of my goals was just amazing. So Sumba, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. So I done Sumba for probably eight months or so eight or nine months I believe and then you know I was like you know what I probably need to get a membership at the gym I I think I want to try this you know lifting weights or I I want to I just I I wasn't scared as much I mean 
where she lives at. So, you know, she was pumped. I was pumped. So it was at the mem I was at the gym. I'm I'm ready to try the weights and doing something different. Like I'm 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 okay with it at this point because back whenever I had junior and the first time I went, I was lost. I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what to do. I just knew the treadmill, the elliptical <laughs> and the stairmaster and like I said, oh, some weight machines here and there and but I had no idea. I hadn't, I had I wasn't educated. So that's why I was like, I'm I think I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. So I found out that it only costs five more dollars to be a member at my local gym. So I subscribed for a year and at first I I was I was scared. I was intimidated again all over again because I had no idea what to do. I had an idea of of how I wanted to look at the end of the day, but I had no idea how to get there. No concept whatsoever. It said I had to actually like start figuring it out. So, so yeah, sign in. I signed up for them at the, uh, I signed, I signed up to be a member, started working out. So I became a member and I started going to the, to the gym every, I became a member and I dedicated myself to go at least three days to the gym and work out. Didn't have a plan, but I knew I was going to do this. Instagram was already established by that time. And for the first few months, you know, three or four months, I just kind of went out there, just done my thing. And, you know, just discovered each machine with the help of social media. So Instagram helped me a lot because at that point, there was a lot of fitness pages available with how, that taught you how to use the machines and how to properly conduct the exercise and how to posture yourself and all that. So I that was my tool. So I used to look up exercises and you know actually perform them at the gym. So I that was that was basically what I was doing then was just well up to today. That's that's what I use. So yeah, working out using using Instagram as my tool to help me. So little by little, you know, I, I did not have a an idea of how I wanted to look. In reality, I really didn't. That image that when I was a little, when I was growing up, when I was young, that image of how you should look, I didn't have one. At that point, I was just like, I'm just. I'm just going to do this. So did you know, like going in, did you know, okay, I'm going to work my, because you did cardio and as an outsider, I think what I could see was that you lost weight and you were probably, I'm surprised you weren't tinier than you were when you were 120, but 
Then I saw the transition, I guess, when you stopped doing cardio and you were like, I want to gain more weight. So then I saw that you were like getting more muscular than you were in the past where you were just doing cardio. So my question is, you were doing these machines, but did you know at that point because you were doing research what machine worked what? And like, did you have a plan going in? Like, I'm going to work on my lower half for like... Exactly, yeah. Or did you have like... Because some people and I, when I go to gym, I do this. I, I do like upper body, which is arms. I do legs and glutes. And then I do all overall, all body. I don't know if... Like, certain people, I think, just do, like, one type. They work one muscle one day and, you know, change it up. Or there's people who just do, like, cycling and do cardio. But, like, so what was your... So, for me, yeah. So, definitely, whenever I was that period of time that I was doing Zumba, I actually do lose a lot of weight. I actually went down to, all the way down to a size four. Mm. I, I, yeah, believe it or not, wow. I can't That's tinier totally than me now. Totally I think I'm like a size six. Yeah, I went, I went all the way down to a size four. Um, I was, I was still very stressed out. Uh, during that time, I was using Zumba as an outlet to release that energy, but I was burnt. I was, you know, I was definitely, definitely burning a lot of, um, a lot of calories. I was exercising a lot. It was, I lost a lot of weight. So. I I never weighed myself, so I don't even know how much I weighed back then. I just know that I was a size four. And the reason why I don't weigh myself, and up to this date, I recently started to, was because of the past experiences, because of my past, when it came to my um, eating disorder. So, um, I did get actually really skinny. So, whenever I transitioned from, you know, being that cardio only to the weights I wanted to build muscle like I just wanted to get back to where I'm a little you know thicker again bigger in a different concept not bigger as in um you know I have just this fat that is unhealthy but thicker as in I want to build muscles I want to lift my muscles so for the first couple of years I focus a lot on just building muscle I'm working on my lower lower body a lot like building my quads and my um, hamstrings and my glutes so that was just in my um, calves so I I worked a lot on my lower body uh, for the first couple of years or so and then I fell to where you know I noticed the difference like I noticed that you know you do build that muscle you do volumize your I mean you could totally change the way you look just by doing this certain exercises so then I was just like okay I think I think I'm ready to do upper body but the reason why I done lower body so much is because I had experienced the growing of the muscle but I didn't know how to sh- how to go about shredding so I'm already broad. What's shredding? Broad. Like shredding, like, you know, shredding, like um, toning, toning. you know, toning and, you know, actually having the, where you could see the definition of your muscles. So I'm broad. I'm very broad from yeah. the shoulders. So I'm like, okay, if I, if I start doing these upper body exercises, am I going to get like very like butch, like bulky and big? And am I going to look more like a man? versus like a female I want to keep my I want to be more of a a female um 
body type versus like very muscular and it's just not it's not my thing you know to date it's not so I was very skeptical and I was very afraid to actually transition from just like focusing from my lower body to actually working on my upper body because I had no idea what was going to happen so Instagram of course was it's still my tool at this point till date I look at Instagram and I look for videos and there's more more resources out there there's YouTube there's Facebook there's Instagram there's just Pinterest there's just a lot of mm -hmm. apps that you could use but you know just Instagram gives me everything I need so I just like look at the videos and and actually learn how to perform the exercises um, search if I want to go more into details about you know certain things I search on the web but um so yeah so I at this point I'm still searching other videos and I'm learning I'm doing a lot of research and I'm, I'm actually educating myself about uh, you know what to eat I'm learning the whole the behind the scenes when it comes to the whole fitness world in other words Thank you, Gloria, for being on this episode of Health me. and Fitness uh, and kind of our journeys. And I appreciate you opening up about your story and being so honest with me and the people who are going to listen to this. But again, I can't say enough how grateful I am for the people who are taking the time of their day to listen to our podca podcast and very grateful for that. So um, thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> Well, it's been my pleasure being here with you and, and sharing this beautiful experience when it comes to your new um, adventures yeah. in life and how you want this to continue and cross over to something big in the future. So I am extremely honored. I know that we talked a lot about different things, but like like I said at the end, just just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, go with it. Just love yourself and go with it. So. Well, thank you, Gloria. And um, like always, uh, tune in to next week's podcast. Thank you, guys. This was Candid Conversations with Annabelle.